Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK podcast, a UK-based Chicago Bulls podcast. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? I'm good, Matt. How are you? Yeah, uh, as you know, I've had a hectic day and hence a late recording, but it's all done now and we're good to go. So Let's go for uh, it. As usual, start with any latest news we've got on Bulls and as usual, not a lot or not a great deal. Uh, yesterday, Justin Lewis had his surgery on his ACL, um, put a post up on Insta saying that he was doing well and thanked everyone for the support, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we've touched on it before. We wish him a healthy, speedy recovery and hopefully at some point we'd still see him in a Bulls jersey. Uh, today, uh, we've had Marco playing for Montenegro in a 72-68 loss to Turkey. His stat line, 13 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists and 2 steals. Apparently, on the last possession, he did get called for an offensive foul on a putback. Uh and Goran Dragic has played for Slovenia in a 92-85 win. He put up 19 points, three assists and two steals and was three of four for three, uh, from the three-point line. Obviously, Eurobasket started today, so there will be a bit more to come from them too. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of any of that, Neil? Yeah, I mean, I'll take those stats from uh, from Goran anyway. Um He's been solid, hasn't he? Playing out in Europe. Yeah, it seems to be 19 points is his thing. It does, yeah. I mean, he's steady uh, anyway. I'll give him that much. Yeah. Uh, as for Marco, I mean, obviously, completely different comp- level of competition, but you'd be happy with that sort of stat line from him as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, he has he uh, been a little bit up and down, uh, but he um, is holding his own as well, and he's playing well. And, and if he can bring that across and kind of work it into his game more and more through the Windy City Bulls. Hopefully we'll see him moving up to the mainstream team in the coming year or two to come. Exactly. And the last bit of news, and it's going to take us into our first discussion topic. Yesterday, come out that uh, Bleacher Report ranked DeMar DeRozan as one of the most overrated players in the last 10 years in the NBA. Uh, there was five players on the list. Avery Bradley, Jamal Crawford, DeAndre Jordan, Julius Randle, and obviously our very own DeMar DeRozan. Obviously, we've spoke about this in private chats, mm-hmm. and we know what each other's opinions are. <laughs> Normally, I don't, I don't bother with these sort of reports, but it's... You know, it's obviously something to talk about at the minute. Yeah. It's complete and utter rubbish, to be fair. Um, even Bulls themselves have put a tweet out today, which within the last sort of two hours, not doesn't quote that in any way, but you can you know it's to do with that as uh, it was basically give Damaris flowers um, or something along them lines was the yeah. first one and then it went into a few pictures of him uh, Demar DeRozan since 2012 he's averaged 22.3 points per game 
Then the next one, if it loads up, was five times NBA All-Star, three times All-NBA Honours. He's shot 46.3% from the field and he's played in 60-plus games every season. Yeah. That just basically says to me, how can you call him overrated? It's just, yeah, it's... I'll let you have your say on it and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, I mean, to me personally, I I I think it's just... Right, disrespectful more than anything else, but um, I mean, it, it just it just it's laughable, really, because a year ago, um, the very same um, reporting uh, media were outlet was saying that um, he was the most overpaid and worst signing um, of the off season, uh, and now, and now they're saying he's overrated. Uh, you know. <laughs> pick one you know <laughs> either he's useless and people are saying he's useless or you know he he's not as good as people are saying. It, it's just it's just a mess it's just looking for clicks and looking for people to to try and and show interest but the thing i do like about it is obviously this has got back to the chicago bulls by their reaction and um which by the way i think is a very classy way of doing it um, and and it's also going to have got back to Demar if it hasn't already. I love that for Demar because all he's going to do, and he's proven his his whole career, and particularly proved it in the last year with the Chicago Bulls, that if he feels that he's been um, sniped that that way, he doesn't put the chin down or let it get to him in a negative way. He takes that and fuels his internal fire with it. All that's going to do is yeah. make them play better and come out and want to prove to everybody, you know, well, F you, this is me, this is what I'm about, and it doesn't matter what you say, I'm going to prove you wrong on the court. Do you know? Yeah, I mean, I read the the little write-up on him, however you want to word it, um, and it just, the, the main issue I f- could see what they had with him is that he hasn't adapted to the three-point game and his defence. And we know he's, he's not the best defence, you know, on the defensive end. But he's master of the mid-range. He doesn't need his three-point game. If you've got a team around him that has got three-point shooters, i.e. Zach, Lonzo, then he's covering another hole. And is the best in the NBA at it. And not yeah. just that, is the best in clutch moments. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> obviously like last last season, he broke a what, 60 odd year old record held by Wilt Chamberlain. It, how, you know, five times all-star, uh, how is he overrated? I just, I don't get it. It's just, nah. yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, you know, obviously, we're bo- I think we're both pretty adamant that it's just a, a nonsense report. It's clickbait. Yeah. It's, it's got people talking. Yeah, fair enough. That's what everyone's trying to do at this this time of the season, well, off-season. So, obviously, we'll move forward and we'll go on to our, as we do, what we're doing with every player, our hopes and predictions for him mm-hmm. next year. You know, there's a lot been said as well that can he repeat last year 
And I've got two thoughts on that. One, I think he could. And two, he doesn't, or hopefully, he doesn't need to. And what I mean by that is, I think he's more than capable of doing it. But hopefully, with the health of Lonzo and Zach, he doesn't need to do it. He doesn't, we, you know, we don't need him to be, um, you know, yeah, we still need him to be Mr. Clutch, take that pressure off Zach, but the ball might not be in his hands as much with if Lonzo's out there. Um, you know, and again, if someone like Vooch can step up a little bit and start knocking three-pointers down, the ball's not in his hands as much. So if the health of the team's there, then for me, DeMar doesn't need to do what he did last year. I'd take it if he does, don't get me wrong. But I'd rather it was a team effort than all about DeMar, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, I 100% agree with you, Matt. Um, I, I, I think that DeMar is definitely capable of doing it again um, this upcoming season. Uh, I think that his his game, his uh, art of the mid-range and uh, his ISO plays and his clutch plays will continue to age very gracefully as as he grows into the latter part and the latter years of his career i don't see it dropping off drastically kind of really at any point um so i don't see any reason why he can't do it but like you say we do, we don't need him to do it or hopefully we won't need him to do it this season one of the things that made um us so strong at the start of last season was that we played a team game and like you say um, if Lonzo is fit and Zach is fit, we don't need DeMar out there scoring 30-plus points a game. I would take yeah. him scoring mid to uh, you know early 20s um, and moving the ball between players a little bit more, which is what we want. You know, He has the mid-range covered, 100%. Like you say, if Vooch is playing his game properly, he'll be banging around in the inside, getting the, the, the easy bunnies that he was missing last year, getting them in, um, getting his odd three-point shot, but playing from inside out, passing the ball out to the likes of Zach, hopefully Kobe if he finally turns a corner, uh, and Lonzo and hitting the shots out f- from the arc. And, and it will be a team effort, and there won't be that need for DeMar to be what he was last season, at least not as consistently as, as we needed last season, where we were kind of looking to him practically every game after the All-Star break. Yeah, absolutely. And like I say, if he does do it again and everyone else is up to their game as well, then, you know, stand by. It's, it's well, good for us. That's going to get us a hell of a lot more wins, yeah. And unfortunately, I'm going to cut that a little bit short because I've just got a Woj bomb and a Shams bomb. Ooh. And it's unravelled. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is joining Cleveland Cavaliers in a trade from Utah Jazz. Uh, wow! First tweet: Cleveland Cavaliers have acquired Donovan Mitchell in a trade. Then the second one: Cleveland will send three unprotected first-round picks and two pick swaps as part of the deal. And then Shams has piped up. Cleveland Cavaliers are trading Colin Sexton. Wait for this one: Lowry Markinen. Okay. Oh, oh, I can't say his name. The guy they've just uh, drafted, Ochai Abaji. Uh, three first round picks, two pick swaps, and then it's come out. Colin Sexton 
signed a four-year, 72 million contract via sign and trade as part of the deal. So okay. Lowry's on the move again to Utah. Okay. So he's um, not only moving out of our uh, eastern side, he's going all the way over to the west altogether. He's nowhere near us anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, we weren't expecting this. Uh, it's kind of thrown us off course a little bit, but obviously the trade in general is going to have an effect on us because they're coming into our division. Yeah. What's that? It's going to be Garland and Mitchell backcourt for them. They're a pretty, pretty uh, different task anyway, weren't they, Cavs? Um, you know, even last year, they, they struggled with their health, but now that team fully fit was going to be a bit of a challenge. Now adding Donovan Mitchell, it's, yeah, it's, they've obviously got a replacement for Lowry within the ranks somewhere, I'm guessing, because yeah. he was a starter for him last year. So, yeah, that's um, certainly makes our season predictions that we're going to be doing soon a little bit different, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. I mean, that really changes the face of our division, really. Um, yeah. And New, New York as well must be, they must be kind of flailing a bit. I mean, I know they'd signed our RJ Barrett uh, to an extension, but uh, I mean, I think everybody expecting was expecting Donovan Mitchell to, to go there, wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think this is... I, mean, I don't think Cavs were anywhere in the talks to start with, were they? I I hadn't heard any connection anyway. So, yeah, that's... Um, I mean, other people are joy, you know, chiming in with their takes on it now, like Rob Schaefer. He's just put five to nine is an absolute minefield between Raptors, Bulls, Hawks, Cavs, Nets. And if you're yes. a Nixon Wizards believer, yeah, it's just... I think, obviously, over the next few hours and into tomorrow, it'll unravel a little bit more and a few more people are going to have their takes. But, yeah, it's the um, first time we've ever had a Woj bomb on one of these. So, Wow. Well, yeah. You'll have to get um, this published and out as quick as you can tonight, Matt. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the Call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump, your voice has a place. Right, our next topic, um, we're going to have a little bit of fun again, as we did last week, another draft. This time, well, it's going to probably involve what someone we just mentioned, there'll be former Bulls players that are still in the NBA. Um, obviously, last week we did a uh, all-time Bulls, excluding MJ, for obvious reasons, and <laughs> the results initially seem to be going in Neil's favour in a best of seven series. Anyone who was listening to the pod seemed to be voting for Neil, but then when I put the teams out in a Twitter poll and in our Facebook group, I seem to take over then. Um, 
<laughs> on Stump, we had Tim Sinclair commenting, and he said he wouldn't make a decision because it wasn't the right thing to do. I think you basically <laughs> tried not to hurt your feelings, Neil. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll take that as a dub off Tim. <laughs> Hopefully, with this one, he will give us a decision if he listens, which I'm sure he will. I'm sure. Uh, like I say, it's going to be a draft on former Bulls players still active in the league. As far as we're aware, haven't retired or anything like that. A little bit of flexibility on position because we need it because <laughs> it's not pretty reading the list. And it's on how they are now, not when they were a Bull. So... It's, well, I'm guessing, up until last season, because that's all we've got to go off. Yeah. And they must have played a regular game, regular season game for Bulls, which threw me out last night, as we were discussing, because I had somebody in mind, and you kiboshed that one for me. <laughs> I was trying to level the playing be... field here a bit. <laughs> he was going to be my uh, my star man, but you kiboshed it for me. For anyone who's interested, it was Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, Dinwiddie. So, yeah, it's... Obviously, he didn't actually suit up for us in a regular game, only pre-season, and um, Windy City Bulls. So, <clears throat> excuse me. But, yeah, uh, Neil got first pick last week, and he's kindly given me the first pick this week, which isn't actually a blessing. So... <laughs> uh, with the first pick, and I think Neil already knows who it's going to be, I've had it in mind since we first did it, purely because of the, the fan vote. And I think, to be fair, he is the best out there. Personally, I'm not a big fan of him. And we did get a few comments last week of why he wasn't in any of our teams. And that first pick is Jimmy G. Buckets. Yeah. And I am going to play him at the two. Okay. He's more a three, but he can, you know, he's a bit like DeMar, probably listed as a two, but can play a three and, yeah, up and down. So, yeah, Jimmy Butler as a two. Okay. As a two. So you're already bending bending the rules slightly straight away off the bat, but okay. We'll um, no, utilising the rules that we set. <laughs> utilising. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so Jimmy Butler at uh, the two. Right. So, with my first pick then, I am going to select Derek Rose. Yeah, that's what I, uh, I had a feeling. Yeah, it, I mean, it has to be really, doesn't it? Uh, if you're going for a bit of a fan vote with, with Jimmy, I think uh, Derek Rose is certainly going to pique the interest of Bulls fans anyway. So um, you're putting him at the one, are you? Oh, yeah, of course. He has to play at the one, yeah. yeah. Definitely, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, obviously he's one that I've got on my very small list of guards. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I'd have him as a sixth man now. Right. But, Obviously, for the sake of this, he'd have to be a starter, wouldn't he? It's well, just... yeah, he would. It's slim enough pickings as it is. Yeah. But, yeah, so... So, yeah, that that is my selection for 
my guard for now. And I'm going to move on for my next pick. I'm going to go with uh, Bobby Portis at the power forward position. This is why I didn't want the first pick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's where I'm going to go. Play him at my number as my number four. Yep. Um, he, I mean, he has. He's certainly found his his uh, his flow, shall we say, since he moved on to Milwaukee. Um, now has the experience of a ring under his belt. Um, always liked him with the Bulls, anyway, uh, Mister Crazy Eyes himself. And, yep. um, and I just think that if nothing else, he's going to freak out other players just by the way he looks at them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, so obviously I've now got the next two picks as we're doing yep. a snake draft again. I was going to try and fill out my guards, but it doesn't really matter now. I need to get the best players in that I can. Best player available, Matt. <laughs> again, it's it's not, not easy. Um, I'm going to go with Thadjik Johnson, I think. Oh, nice call. Yeah. Uh, He's definitely on my list. I'm Mm -hmm. just not 100% sure where I'm going to put him at the minute because he is an option for sixth man, depending on who else I can get. So I'll say I've got him, but I'm not sure where I'm going to play him until I know your next moves. Oh, is that allowed? <laughs> He's on my team. I can I can do what I want now. <laughs> Coach's flexibility rights, yeah? <laughs> right. I'll, in fairness, I'll make him my sixth man. Okay. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> um, obviously, it can be utilised all across you know, the front and it just adds that bit of veteran experience. And again, Bulls fans, well, we'd all want him back. So we all loved him in his two years, three years that he had here. Mm -hmm. Right. So I need to get some starters now. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think where you're going to go with yours and I've just got no idea. I've got, two, I've got two teams wrote down and I'm not particularly happy with either of them. So. <laughs> right. With my third pick, it's going to be Daniel Gafford. Oh, I was hoping um, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> he is going to play, he's what, a four or five, isn't he? Predominantly a yeah. five. Yeah. Yeah, I'll play him at the five. So, okay. yeah, Thad Young and Daniel Gafford. Very good. Um, right. So, I have two picks to go. So, what do I need? I need a shooting guard and I need a centre and a small forward. Right, okay. Um, right, I am I'm going... <laughs> And a, and a six man, yeah. Okay, I am going to take a centre, and I'm going to go with 
even though this is a bit of a toss-up between two, I'm going to go with Rolo. Ooh, he was on my list as well. Not yeah. necessarily as a starter, but you can't, Robin. can't Robin. not like the guy, can you? So. No, I mean, if nothing else, uh, if we're losing, at least entertain us a little bit. Yeah, he can attack the mascot. Exactly, exactly. He can have a bit of fun with that, or he can start pouring water over uh, over anybody on the mic that's talking to the cameras. Anything like that will work. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, go with Rolo at my five. It was he? How was he? Did he go just join Cavs? Yeah, he's with Cavs. Yeah, yeah, because he was Magic, wasn't he, last year? And then yeah, no, he's he's gone to Cleveland, so he'll he'll be there. Um, to kind of re- maybe step up and, and take some of the minutes away from where Lowry was. Yeah. Because Cleveland were playing Lowry at the, at the five, weren't they? Um, or were they playing him predominantly at the four? I really don't know. To be were they, fair, were they even playing him at all? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Only against us, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Right. So, I have... Robin Lopez is my five, and I've just lost my light in my car. Hang on. There we go. Uh, right, so, Derek Rose is my one. Robin Lopez is my five. Bobby Portis is my four. So, I'm going to go with just purely based on how well he played last season um, in Phoenix. He was an absolute flop for us, but I'm going to go with campaign. He was on my list as my guard. My number two. Hmm. Yeah, he was going to be my choice. That's why I was leaving my guard till last. <laughs> You've really messed me up now. I've got really slim pickings on my guard, my point guard. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I might end up having to play a, a big man at guard the way things are going. <laughs> Yeah, move, move, Jim. Actually, you've already got Jimmy at, at the two. You have to move him across to the one, will you? Yeah, I'm sure it'll work. <laughs> right, so that's back to me now for two picks, isn't it? Yes. Right, because you've messed me up with my guards, I'm going to fill out my wings. And as we've just alluded to, we don't really know where he was playing. So I'm going to play him at the <coughs> um going to play him at the four I think and that is Lowry, Lowry. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah so Lowry at the four and I'm stuck now at the three because depending how Lowry turns up, depends whether I need a three-point shooter or not. <laughs> and I've got two names in mind for it. Uh, right. At the three, because I believe he plays three and four. I'm not sure where he played for us, but uh, new owner of a, a ring from last year. Otto Porter Jr. Yeah. You know, again, like I say, we're going on how they are now rather than what they were for Bulls, so they'll get better than we're having a ring. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my... I just need my guard now, which obviously would be my next pick. 
So yeah, back to you for your what have you got to do? Your okay. last two picks, aren't they? Yeah, my last two picks, I've got to pick a three and a six, right? Um okay. So Jesus, this is tough going. <laughs> <laughs> um I think for my six I am going to purely based on the fact that this is a seven game series um I'm going to pull out for my sixth man uh postseason playoff rondo oh my god <laughs> so I'm going to put Rajon Rondo at my as my sixth man um, even if he doesn't get much in the may, in the way of minutes, he's a good he's a good uh, bench coach, and uh, he'll talk the players round. He'll he'll teach them some of the little tricks, keep them calm. Great locker guy, and uh, and also if he hasn't got a broken thumb, he or a sprained thumb, he's he steps it up in the in the best of seven series games. Absolutely. And now same problem you've got finding a three. And there is very, very slim pickings left for the three. <laughs> um, I may have to pull up. Jesus, that's a, he's more of a five than a four. I think I've got no choice, really, but to play. Maybe I might go with, and this is real off-the-fly stuff now, but I think I'm going to go with Garrett Temple. Oh, he was one of my backup choices. Yeah, uh, he's he's one of my backups really as well. He wasn't in my top selection. But I think I've got Garrett Temple. Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom, (laughs) exactly, yeah. Um, I just, you know... I haven't seen too much of how he's been playing with New Orleans, to be honest. Uh, but I mean, if he's still holding up anyway, like he was with us, he he, he controls the show a little bit from the from the um, the wing position, and uh, he can hit hit the occasional three as well. And uh, I just think he'd be quite a centered player for the team that I have there. Yeah, I mean. Like you say, it was down to very slim pickings. I mean, I was stuck who to go for on the three, and I obviously come out with Otto Porter Jr. as the best option. Mm. I did have Doug McDermott down for the three. Oh, I didn't even have Doug on my list, actually. (laughs) Uh, Max Struess, I believe he's listed as a three. He's playing um, for Miami at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I've I've already got Jimmy, so he was never going to be on my list. Can't have too many key players. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, I've got to fill out my, oh, put my point guard in now, and but all three that you've picked as, as your guards and you, well, your sixth man were my three choices, uh, <laughs> and the list I've got now is is it, shocking. I don't. Even, <laughs> I think to be fair, they're all. G League players now. <laughs> I've got agents, yeah. Yeah, I've got, and I've got four, and um, one I'm not even 100% sure on. Uh, Michael Carter Williams. <laughs> Don't even know what's going on with him. I know he was out injured. Yeah. 
Uh, Ryan Archidubler. Yeah, Arch. Archidiacono. Yeah. Chris Dunn. Yeah, I have Chris Dunn on my list as well. And Devin Dotson. Uh, Devin Dotson is G League with us, though, is he not? No. Um, Did he get waived? Just, yeah, we waived him, and then he, he he's just been involved in a trade, and I can't remember where he's been sent to. Ah, okay. Even Windy City have got rid of him now. <laughs> They've picked okay. up someone from Magic, or Magic's G League, and he was on Wizards summer league team so I don't know obviously but Windy City still had the rights to him so I don't know if he's gone to Wizards it was a three team trade so I don't know where I just saw it the other day and I thought well that's him done in Chicago now which hmm obviously there's no chance of him coming back for Bulls but uh, I'm just purely on hustle I'm going at yeah as uh I, I didn't mind him as a player. He was never going to set the league alight, but we just knew what we were getting with him. And yeah. yeah, I've got very slim pickings at guard. So, yeah, I'll uh, run down my team and put the light back on. Uh, at the one, Ryan Archer Canio. At two, Jimmy Buckets. At three, Otto Porter Jr. At four, Lowry Markinen. At five, Daniel Gafford. And six man, Thad Young. Okay. So, my list then. At the one, I've got Derek Rose. At the two, Campaign. At the three, Garrett Temple. At the four, Bobby Portis. At the five, Robin Lopez. And my six man is Rajon Rondo. One player I thought would have come up is Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing. I really am surprised neither of us went for Wendell. Yeah, I think because was he well, he played four for Magic, didn't he? But obviously mm-hmm. he was a five for us. Yeah, I thought you'd have gone for him over Rolo. To be fair. Oh, did you? Yeah. No, yeah. I just, I just, uh, I think Robin Lopez is is kind of underrated, and he's a solid player and uh, I know Wendell played a lot better uh, last season and finding the glasses he seems to have found his groove he can catch the ball now um, but I just still think that my faith lay a little bit better in, in Robin Lopez than it does in Wendell yeah I mean as we both found it really wasn't an easy easy task it, no it, it was definitely took me a good Good two or three days of prep. Yeah. I wrote my list out. Of, well, was it Monday, Tuesday? I wrote my list out, and yeah. I, like I say, I wrote two teams down, and I wasn't particularly happy with either of them. Um, but no, I think you know a lot of them were our draft picks that just didn't work out, and yeah, definitely. you know, in case of Thad Young, you know, we'd all want him back. Obviously, Lowry's just moving again. Uh, clearly, he wasn't to be. Um, another player that I did have on my list I was close to getting was Daniel Tice. Yeah, um, I, Daniel Tice is is here on my list as well. And I, I was tempted. 
Uh, and another one I had on the on the centres list as well was uh, Luke Cornett. Yeah. Because at least he's a three-point threat as well, you know, or yeah. ale- allegedly. Yeah, so it's not not pretty reading. And I'm sure we'll get pulled apart by some of our loyal listeners. But hopefully they'll be able to pick a winner in a best of seven out of them. Well, there'd be no. I don't even think they'd be anywhere near the playoffs. But <laughs> well, to be fair, looking at the list of names, we'd be lucky if all of our players made it through seven games. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, injury-prone players in those lists. Yeah, it's uh, like I say, it wasn't pretty reading, and it wasn't it wasn't anywhere near an easy task. But no, it was a good yeah. challenge. Though. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> so. Yeah, so if you are listening, best of seven, we'll, I'll put the teams out on Twitter and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, vote away. <laughs> so yeah, we'll move on. And your player profile to finish us off. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I've decided in fitting with uh, with our draft there, I decided to go for one of the players um, that is an ex-ball that is still currently active in the league. Uh, and I went for Daniel Gafford, um, number 12, uh, or played number 21 then when he went on to the Wizards. Uh, age 23, six foot nine, forward and centre, um, from Arkansas College. Drafted in 2019, second round pick, number 38 by the Bulls. He's three years in the league. He's split the difference between the Bulls and the Wizards. Uh, for us, he averaged five points, 2.8 rebounds per game and 1.2 blocks per game. But since he's moved on to the Wizards, he has increased his production rate significantly uh, to 9.4 points per game, 5.7 rebounds per game. Uh, he's now almost at one assist per game as well and 2.1 blocks per game. Um, simply went by DG or does go by DG. Um, the thing about Daniel Gafford was in a in a few of the the times that were quite hard and quite difficult to sit up and stay up late at night like it is for us UK fans and and Irish fans to to watch the games uh, in the middle of the night he was one of the few highlights i found that at least yeah. he, he he might do something exciting um you know on a breakaway alley oop or or a put back slam or get a, a an exciting block uh chase down block and and you know, he, he may not have been overly productive, but he'd always give that little glimmer of something that we were sorely lacking through those very, very lean years uh, that we had, well, year and a half that we had him anyway. It was towards the tail end of the lean years. Um, I'm sure I don't need to go into it, Matt. Uh, you may want to take, take it on this. I don't know if you know enough about it, but when he was traded, it, it was quite a big moment for you, I believe. Yeah, was he? Was it a three-team trade? That's right. Brought us. Well, who did we get rid of? Um, obviously, Gafford. Yeah, and um, Hutch. Yeah, which yeah, that's don't need any talk on that. <laughs> and we got was it Daniel Tice and no, was it? Daniel? I can't remember how the trade worked now. But yeah, it was a three. It was a three-way trade basically. So the Wizards got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. And the Celtics got Maurice Wagner and Luke Cornett. 
And we got Troy Brown Jr., Daniel Tice, and uh, five Javante Greens. Yeah, I know. I knew that was the main part of the deal. And yeah, to me, that's why the deal went down because that's how badly they wanted Javante. Um, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I'd have liked going off what we saw with him at Wizards. You kind of want him to. St- you still want him to be here. Yeah. Um, I think he's just, he was just drafted at the wrong time. You know, like you say, he was back end of the previous regime, wasn't he? And yeah. There was like no development in his, I mean, what was he, his 38th pick? That's right. Yeah. 38 um, pick, second round. Yeah. So obviously, same as IO, same number as IO as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think he just, there's that lack of development there. Um, and then I think that maybe just knocks his confidence a little bit going into obviously the first year with obviously Billy as coach and AK in the thing. And cause I had that first year of assessment, didn't they? Um, yeah. and he, the, it was, a, was it a trade? Yeah. It was a deadline draft one, a deadline trade, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. At the end of their first year. Um, Obviously, got a little bit overshadowed by the Vooch one. Um, yeah, again, like you say, he it was quite exciting to watch. He was just he did what he needed to do, really, didn't he? Yes. And I wouldn't be upset if he ever came back, as long as he was the Wizards version that come back. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know. Yeah. It's. As we've found with the, the whole draft, looking back at previous players, there's a lot of players out there that, you know, even like Wendell Carter and Lowry to an extent, you look at what they did, what they were doing last year, and you think, ah, that's that's yeah, why why did we get rid of them? But to me, there's a reason, and doesn't always work out for a player at a certain team. And I believe didn't he when he got traded say that he felt like he was about to drop out of the league with how he was here mm-hmm. you know so it clearly wasn't the right fit for him in Chicago for whatever reason but yeah uh, I'm not mad at seeing him have a successful season on a worse team than the Bulls no, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know? especially when it meant that you got Javante right yeah exactly and like I say that was the main part of that trade and look at where we are now you yeah. know be maxing him when he needs paying so well yeah um, I think it's I've got nothing else it's been a bit of a all over the place episode to be fair with that Woj bomb throwing us off course it has been a bit yeah (laughs) Um, you know the draft was fun and we put to bed the Demar rubbish so yeah I'm uh, I've got nothing else if you have no I'm all good so yeah we'll wrap it up there we'll be back next week try and find some content for you um, you know as usual thank you for listening and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK yeah thanks once again for hanging out with us here at C Red UK podcast please subscribe rate and review us and until next time wherever you are in the world C Red go Bulls percolator it's time for the percolator Percolator.